WMQA. Hello and welcome to WMQA. I'm Dan Grote. And I'm Matt Laswitz. And this week we're joined by the writer of the All Ages OGNs, Unplugged and Unpopular, and the upcoming March and Ghost Centaur out March 17th. Returning guest, Matt Higgerty. Matt, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you again. Absolutely. Uh, so the last time we had you on the show in uh, March 2019, uh, you actually hadn't had a book out yet. Uh, so now you're about to release your second graphic novel. Uh, you know, you are, you're no longer bartending. You had a second child. Um, so I, I, I guess what I'm asking is, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. The world took a big turn during we'll that bet. time also. We'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> Some changes happened, but I'm doing great. Uh, I'm definitely getting the swing and the juggle of a second child down. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the primary caregiver. I'm the one who's usually with my kids most of the time. So it's taking a, a little bit of juggle, figuring out how to fit in that writing these days, but I'm doing it. I'm fitting it in. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is fantastic. Uh, especially speaking, speaking as the uh, parent of two children myself. Um, so it was a great picture on your Twitter a few days ago of you typing and the baby just sitting and laughing. It was like <laughs> the, the life of a writer. Uh, listen if it's not kids it's cats (laughs) Uh, but uh yeah so uh you're here to talk about uh martian ghost centaur uh your new book from oni um matt i'll i'll i will let you do the thing that you do so well The town of Southboro used to be a major tourism destination, drawing folks from all over in hopes they'd spot the famous Sasquatch, reportedly seen in the town many times over the years. But it's been ages since anyone spotted the Squatch, and tourism is starting to dry up. A tech company called Startup.com, a startup that helps start their own startups, decides to begin buying up places all over town in order to build their techie headquarters driving out all the local townspeople. Luckily, Southboro is also home to Louis O'Connor, firm believer in the Sasquatch's existence and all-around mega-squatch fan. When Louis's dad's restaurant, Squatch Burger, starts to go under and fall prey to the techie startup, Louis and her best friend Felix decide they'll do whatever it takes to save the town from losing all the people and places that make it special. In hopes that convincing people the Sasquatch is real and to drive back tourism, Louis and Felix plan an elaborate hoax in hopes of saving the town from the dot-com takeover. When Felix starts talking about leaving their hometown for college in L.A., Louis will soon have to face some tough questions about herself, her future career, and her place in her beloved hometown. So uh, that's some fine solicited text reading, as always. Uh, We both read the book. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. what is, what, what's the origin of this project? How far back does this, uh, you know, how long, how long have you been kind of, uh, you know, cultivating this one? Sure. Um, so I think it started, like the first little gem of it started at, I was bartending at this bar in San Francisco uh, called El Rio. And as a lot of people know, San Francisco has gone through like a pretty gigantic transformation mm-hmm. over uh, the last decade, kind of the second tech boom um, hit it in a really, I mean, I know gentrification happens everywhere. I know places turn over, but it was pretty rapid, pretty fast. So I got to see like this neighborhood of the mission that like had just really just a lot of heart get pretty much just 
whitewash wiped out um the bar el rio still exists uh which is a really special fun spot if anyone ever gets to be in san francisco and bars reopen in the right way um but uh i was behind the bar kind of watching this happen and that was the first start of it and then the second was really gravity falls i love gravity falls and that like that like just uh just hit me at the same time and it was kind of combining uh those two things I, I don't know if the gravity falls thing is as direct of an influence but it's a, a town in the woods that really <laughs> encrypted kind of you know but that was the start of it um how did you get paired with or or, or did you find uh steph Midage, your, your artist yeah so um steph uh i ended up finding steph's work uh just just in doing in doing basic research, I came across her very 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 good um, webcomic called uh, Jet Black that's on Tapas, I believe. That's either ta Tapas or Webtoon, but it, just really great. And I'm I was just so surprised I hadn't seen more of her work. She produced a pretty great sized um, run on a webcomic, and yeah, and I floated her to Oni along with a couple other people. That's a lot of times what happens is like you like kind of three or three or four people and then um really they they decide and say is that okay and i say sure yeah i, I agree <laughs> and um but steph was was hands down uh like like really truly who i was most excited about because um her expressions are so are so big everything's so mm -hmm. expressive and like you, you've re you read the book it's it's a exciting book things happen but there is lots of talking scenes there's lots of like slow without action that you need someone who's as expressive as Steph to sell these comedic moments or else I think it would kind of fall a little flat, you know, she made my writing much better. <laughs> um, I, I, I like the idea of, of, of coming in with like three or so, uh, you know, selects as an artist and you go to the publisher. It's like, I, I, I'm picturing like the dating game in my head. Artist <laughs> number two. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm very lucky that each time it's been the, for each of the books I'm working on, it's been the right person. You know, I, um, only one of the books that I did, I came in, um, me and the artist came in together and we're, we're set that that was the team, but everyone else, it's kind of been, I come in with an idea and then uh, we go from there. Have you ever considered you know, going to a smaller press publisher and be like, okay, my artist is this person who's been doing, you know, webtoons is breaking into the industry. Adam Hughes and J.H. Williams III. <laughs> Which one of these three do you think you can afford? I mean, uh, would you like me to work with? It would just be uh, Mike Allred. Mike Allred. Mike Allred. I'm, I'm like a like giant Mike Allred fan, so oh. that would be that would be unreal. <laughs> his uh, his Bowie graphic novel last year was fantastic. So so good, so good. That Insight Editions, the ones who are who put that out, they put out like the prettiest books. They look so 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 good. But yeah, that book was really fun mm -hmm. um and 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 so was this so so marcia Grosentor, uh first of all it, it's it's just chock-a-block with with all these little visual uh easter eggs from the from the store name to the posters in louis room uh matt and i before you before you got on the call uh we were just talking about trent Reznor's tent rentals uh <laughs> my, my personal favorite myself oh fun to say it is <laughs> Um, how, how much of that, those were you, how much of them was Steph or, you know, somewhere in between? Um, somewhere in between a lot, like Trent Rezzer's tent rentals, me a lot, most of the, almost all, I think of the store names, that's me. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of the other like 
like visual gags are Steph. There's lots of like most sign all signs you see are her like um like the signs inside stores. Um and yeah, like she's she's got some really good ones in there. She definitely uh added a bunch of jokes. I love um there's in later on in the gas station you see um a bunch of magazines and she's got some good ones in there. <laughs> this is gonna benefit from a second read where I'm just focusing on all of that. <laughs> nice yes please do <laughs> i mean we, you just talked a little about gravity falls but i'm just curious were you into like cryptids and aliens as a kid i mean that was something i was really into you know living in jersey the the home of one of america's best cryptids the the jersey devil and that was even before i got real deep into the x-files but that's a whole other thing <laughs> yeah it, x-files for sure for sure that was big when i was a kid um and yes and no. I mean, I think sadly I suffer from like, like just not being too realistic uh, sometimes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I definitely believe there's aliens and always have. Um, I, it just would be crazy to think there isn't. But um, as far as cryptids, eh, I think that I think that Bigfoot is definitely the most likely to be real um, for for my for my. Mm-hmm. But um, so, no, not so, not much. <laughs> so, so not believing in the crumpet wolf. Yes, <laughs> that was another panel that just killed me. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you like that one. I I personally like that one too. <laughs> so, uh, the story opens in the 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 far ago year of 2003, uh, with one of, of Louis's uh, dad's auditioning for American Idol. Uh, so the very first caption block, I think, is like 18, says 18 years ago. Uh, and I turned to dust. Uh, and then later on, her other dad starts singing Limp Biscuit, and the dust got dustier. Like at that point, like at this point, I'm just like Thanos at the end of Endgame. Um, <laughs> now, uh, Matt Haggerty, um, I have to keep disambiguating between the mats. Uh, you're 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 a young dude, and by that I mean you're younger than uh, our forty-year-old asses. Um, where are you in the year two thousand three? I am graduating high school, so I'm not I'm not so much younger, but I'm younger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I I graduated in uh, in uh, two thousand and three. Okay, all right. So so where 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 like like culturally like where where are you listening to what you know what, what's the last I'm, movie you saw <laughs> i'm listening to hardcore music hardcore punk mm-hmm. i'm in a punk band oh um, okay. Doing okay mostly hardcore punk stuff taking it very seriously playing lots and lots of shows um oh. and uh i i sang and played uh bass or guitar and then uh depending on what we were doing and uh yeah i was i was really serious about i still i still play music all, all the time every day but um i was from basically high school middle school actually i started a band young uh, wow. from middle school until um i was like maybe 25 i was like really in bands like but played a lot um and then as far as movies everything sci-fi and every like okay like 70s sci-fi i was really into around that time i just like the the weird slow logan's run and like there's just something about that that's really really fun um and yeah lots of punk rock reading (laughs) comics oh yeah absolutely i i didn't um a lot of people talk about having the time where they went away i didn't 
I didn't have any um, period where I wasn't reading comics. I had a period where like I couldn't afford them as much, so I wasn't reading as much. But like I always, I I always was reading. Um, at that time, I think I was pretty much like superhero stuff, and then things like wide open, um, like. I, I forget when Why the Last Man came out, but it, it, it was, was like 2002, a, a right, I want to say. Yeah, right around then. Yeah. Okay. So it was like the next the next year, there was a, a chunk of Why the Last Man that I was able to read soon after that. And that was my like, my like real second comic book awakening. And I just mm-hmm. dove into like, oh, there's so much more uh, that, that this can do than what I was re- reading, you know? Not that the superhero books at the time weren't great, but, uh, you know. <laughs> That that was about halfway through Chuck Austin's run on Uncanny X Men. So <laughs> that was like right before I took my break. <laughs> I'm one of those also never took a break. That's because I worked in a comic book shop from 2000 to 2015. So that, that during college and things, when a lot of people do take that break, it's like, nope, because I'm surrounded by them all the time. Yeah. Uh, just getting high on the supply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boss never had to worry about that money ever leaving that store. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just, just kind of looking at, at, at all these references uh, in the book, I, I, I started to wonder, you know, if your musical taste peaked at any point after 1996, should you be getting your children into music? <laughs> or, or is it like just the idea that people from, or, or, is it, or is it just that I'm having, you know, I'm having a hard time grasping the idea that people from this era who physically can be the parents of teenagers now just are. <laughs> like, oh, like people that grew up like liking Limp Biscuit are now, is that what you're saying? Or Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yes. You, you could have, a, you could have a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> my, my, so, for example, like I'm, I'm, you know, you know, me being a leftover grunge head. My kids are, but my kids are nine and three. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it is interesting just to think that there's like, like where I, where I've been living in Mill Valley, California. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like a young dad, but I'm not young. It's just it's California, and everything's just expensive in the area, and it just you have it. But sure. uh, I'm young at thirty. Uh, 36 having like a six-year-old but like i think of so many other places in america and you know people start having kids young so there's there's probably someone out there who like is a one direction one direction fan (laughs) who's raising his their kid i mean not probably there's definitely (laughs) yeah 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 no there are definitely parents who conceive their children to crazy towns butterfly (laughs) (laughs) And they're they're great parents, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Made me think of the, there's an episode of the the, uh, Homer Palooza episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes on with Lollapalooza, but he's sitting at the beginning of the episode where he realizes he doesn't know what, you know, the kids like anymore. (laughs) And his response to Marge when she's like, well, music is none of my business. Well, that's fine for you, Marge. Body used to rock and roll all night and party every day. Then it was every other day. No, I'm lucky if I can find half an hour a week in which to get funky. <laughs> yep. Right. Half an hour a week. <laughs> about right. It's about right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I do love that episode. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, it. I was going into that book, I was just, 
I was not expecting such a pointed indictment of 9-11 era American culture and Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, re I realize in doing it, how many of the jokes are really aimed at a different age, age range. I mean, it's, it's definitely a book for uh, high school age kids. A lot of that's going to go over, but I'm, I still am happy it's all in there. <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's how good Y ages uh, all. Excuse me. Good all ages books are supposed to work. You know, it's supposed to work on those multiple levels. So you know, I give it to my nine year old. He's reading a fun book about you know uh, a girl who who believes you know not just in Sasquatch but in the power of Sasquatch to unite a small town. Uh, you know, and and for me, I'm 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 looking at at like old American Idol and Limp Biscuit references and being like, you know. Uh, Singing those were the days from uh, All in the Family. <laughs> <laughs> Joyously watching some rich tech douchebag gets taken down. Cause, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Named after Leaf Smith from Mission Comics, which is a great comic shop. <laughs> He's a great guy. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely not a douche. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. But um, yeah, uh, as, as such... Uh, I thought we'd play a game this episode, uh, which, you know, we don't get to do often with our guests, but uh, I found a uh, 2000s pop culture trivia game on BuzzFeed, and I'm going to submit you to it now. Uh, right. Let's see how you do. <laughs> all right. I'm going to no, skip the ones that are visual just because we are working in an audio medium. <laughs> uh, but, all right, so question the first. Uh, and this one's appropriate because I just watched Framing Britney Spears this weekend. Uh, what award show did Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake wear their iconic matching denim outfits to? The American Music Awards, the VMAs, or the Grammys? I'm just going to say the VMAs. That seems to make the most sense, but I might be wrong. Ah, it was the American Music Awards. No. <laughs> the, the one we all forget exists. <laughs> all right. Which of these Disney Channel TV shows premiered first? The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Phil of the Future, or Wizards of Waverly Place? Phil of the Future. Correct. <laughs> All right. We're one, we're one for two here. Uh, how was Beyonce punked on punked? Uh, she was set up to knock over a very huge Christmas tree after putting the topper on it at a fake charity event. She was set up in having a repo team come in and confiscate an entire faux music video set she was supposed to shoot in. She was sent on a fake press tour where she was asked very funny and random questions. I'm going to go with B. The, the, I don't know this, but I'm going to just, that sounds the funniest to me. Uh, no, it was the one where she was set, over to, set up to knock over a Christmas tree. Ah, that Ashton. <laughs> Uh, You're a good joke. That rascal. That <laughs> rascal. He really got her. <laughs> uh, Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan had an infamous feud after they both dated whom? Frankie Muniz, Wilmer Valderrama, or Aaron Carter? Wilmer Valderrama. Aaron Carter. Ah, you know, I got a, a, an aside that's good. I had a Please. job where I used to um, work promotion for, for uh, like these people in Boston and it would be like record labels would hire us to do things. And I got hired to do the signing table at an Aaron Carter concert wow. when I was in high school. And, and there was, uh, I forget who, there was some girl group that was who we were actually supposed to be there. I, I can't remember their name. They never really uh, went sure. over the edge, but um, 
but uh, me and my friends all went in and we all, we all uh, used fake IDs and got, <laughs> and got, uh, got beers at an Aaron Carter concert. And I just remember my buddy Ben, uh, just he had too much fun. He had more fun than everyone else. And I just remember the looks the parents were giving him. And uh, yeah, that was a really, that was a really fun job. I had so many, so many weird, crazy stories as a result. That was in, in, uh, in high school, a very good high school job. <laughs> wow. That, that is a hell of a high school job. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's see. That one's visual. Okay. True or false? Apple launched its iTunes music store before it created the iPod. Um, true. False. The trick question. They were doing that just very leading. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Uh, What year was Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince published? 2003, five or seven? Three. I don't know. I'm doing 2005. (laughs) All right. Well, JK Rowling's a turf moving on. Uh, Which of these is not a movie that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck both appeared in? Shall we dance? Gigli or Jersey Girl? Shall we dance? Yeah, that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one's a gimme. Yeah. <laughs> and how many... <laughs> who here saw any of... Have seen any of those movies? Jersey Girl I, I was a Kevin Smith movie, so... Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I saw that one on the big screen. <laughs> I miss. I, I, sorry, this is no, totally unrelated. But God, I miss the big screen. <laughs> I used to go to a movie a week, and I was just looking because I used to, you know, mark whatever movies I saw in a little like journal thing. And when I saw them, I am less than a month away from having seen my last movie on the big screen. And it's like oh, it's been a year, and it was Bloodshot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It'll show you the, the variety that I saw Bloodshot on Friday, two days after seeing the French lesbian romantic art film Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So I, I saw, you know, vast varieties of films, but I kind of wish I'd ended with Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which was beautiful and artistic and intelligent and, and not Bloodshot. <laughs> I have I've avoided Bloodshot, but I've heard. I've heard things. <laughs> you know, it, it was playing on the big Dolby IMAX giant screen. I, was, I made my uh, AMC A-list where you, you paid $25 a month and could see three movies a week. I made it worth it by seeing whatever was on that biggest screen. <laughs> and so I saw some pretty bad movies that way. It's a discount funded by stubbornness. <laughs> I'm right. Uh, all right. Next question. True or false? The original version of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy only featured four experts, food, fashion, design, and grooming. True. False. There were five. (laughs) I'm doing awful. (laughs) That's that's okay. I'd be doing awful too. (laughs) I've definitely blocked so much of this out. Yeah. But not this next one. Uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog, had an infamous segment on Late Night with Conan O'Brien where he made fun of people for what? Uh, being camped out in line for the first screening of Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. That, being yeah. adults camped out in line for the midnight book release of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. 
or being camped out in a huge line for the release of the first iPhone? Um, Star Wars. Yeah, the, f- the first Star Wars one. Star yeah. Wars. Absolutely. <laughs> Although, frankly, I would not have been surprised if that was all of the above. Yeah, same, same. It's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, which of these was not a popular toy introduced in the 2000s? Ugly dolls, razor scooters, or Furbies? Um, ugly dolls, I think. Later. Furbies. Oh. Furbies were earlier, I think. They were, they were definitely late 90s, yeah. No. Let's see here. Oh, I don't know what that is. On. Uh, all right, last question. Which celebrity sported a Borat-style green mankini on a cruise? John Mayer, Will Ferrell, or Dane Cook? I'm just going to say Will Ferrell because I don't like the other two. So I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> uh, it was John Mayer. <laughs> You know, my score on this is very similar to what my scores were at that time in high school. So <laughs> this is about on par for how I was doing at that time. So, Well, listen, I didn't add them up. We're not here to judge you. That was just for funsies. <laughs> but it is amazing how much of that I blocked out. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's something in this book that I just absolutely love the way you present doing things that you love unashamedly. And there's a, a moment that absolutely sells that for me. And it's when we first go into Pratima's shed of costuming and she's got six costumes of Uncle Joey from Full House. <laughs> and Louis is sort of befuddled and asks why she only has, why she has six. And Pratima's reply is, because I haven't made number seven yet. Yeah. And I, I love that message in this book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do what you love, always. And who cares what other people think? And that's, that's been, that I've been lucky enough to always feel that way. And like, I, I had weird self-assurance in that part of my life uh, from when I was, was really young. There's never been anything. There's no guilty pleasure in music because it's just music I like. There's no guilty pleasure in a book. It's just the book I like. Um, and I certainly try and instill that in my daughter and I will with my son, you know, just like whatever you like is cool. And th- that's definitely um, something that I hope more people <laughs> lock on to, <laughs> you know. Do you feel like that's that's a philosophy you've tried to apply to to your career, uh, you know, to your writing as well? Oh yeah, like like to to write to write what I love instead of writing to for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I I definitely I really like kids books. I've always like really been drawn to animation, um, and you know, this kind of this while this is a YA book, it's definitely a younger YA book. It's it's mm-hmm. middle grade it's like that area really is where i i want to tell stories the most it's where i get most excited it's where i feel like people go through the most change Mm -hmm. um and there's more of a chance to actually get something in you know like like i feel like people not that that i want to change people but i feel like you can get really positive messages in through stories at that age whereas once people are in high school i don't know if it's happening as much once uh people are a little older it's a lot harder because mm-hmm. we become who we are. <laughs> but, yeah. 
So that's generally where you see yourself aiming moving forward, that middle grades age group? Yeah, m majority of the work that I'm doing is that. I'm sure that like one-off, there's going to be stories that I am excited about that don't fit into that, you know, that maybe have more mature themes. And I definitely never say never, you know, I have no idea what I'll, what I'll be thinking like in a couple of years. But as of right now, I see so much, so much possibility and so much fun with like, like at that age, people are um, mature enough to understand some pretty complex, awesome things. Emotions are crazy. So like, like so much is going on in, in people's lives at that point that um, it's just so ripe for story. It's fun. And I'm not like, I'm not like the best romance writer guy and kind of can put that aside, side in those stories. Like it can be in there, but I always feel, um, I always feel very corny when I'm writing romance. I feel like it doesn't come across right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, do you feel like, uh, you know, your, your, your daughter, your older child, you know, is she sort of, in the tar target market, is she reading you yet and giving you notes? Like, like what is her kind of relationship to, to you as a, as a writer? Not, not quite yet, but I see it. I see it starting to happen. She's definitely, she started um, in kind of this last year or so she started taking like the reina books off the shelf yeah. and is like, is like looking through them. She's a, my daughter is a very good reader has been like, since she was, since she first started talking, she was like, really reading she's it's pretty amazing like she reads well 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 beyond her age but i don't i don't see the interest there in in comics yet she certainly looks i mean she definitely have seen my my books but i'm i'm excited for when she told me that uh, i have a book coming out on uh, next year called lumberjackula mm -hmm. and i said uh we were talking about it today and i said would you uh, would you read it to me? And she said, yeah, and she'll do all the voices. So I'm excited for her to read me, read me the book after it comes out and do all sorts of voices for it. That'll be really fun. <laughs> There's your audio book right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. She'd be so good. She's got good voices. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, but by the way, uh, we saw you guys drawn into the book uh, toward the oh, end yeah. there. Your family's adorable. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and that there was, so initially Steph uh, drew that with pencils um, and then we had a baby and then, <laughs> so then, she added it, then there's a baby added, added in there. So it's very like, uh, uh, it was initially just the three of us and uh -huh. now are happy for, are happy for. The frantic, don't ink it yet. <laughs> there's a new dude. <laughs> so I was looking at your website and one of the items in your store was uh, a copy of your first book, Unplugged and Unpopular, I almost said it reversed, <laughs> Unplugged <laughs> and Unpopular, with uh, Grandma's Victory Tea Blend to go <laughs> yeah. with it, which I thought was absolutely clever. And it made me kind of like, can we maybe hope for, expect a similar package for Martian Ghost Centaur with a hardcover of the book and maybe a Squatch Says Relax t-shirt? Because I want that shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we, Steph and I have been talking about a lot of that. There's like so, there's, there's so much possibility for fun. Like if it, if convention season was in full swing, yeah. we'd definitely be producing more stuff we're definitely going to though i gotta actually have a, a call with oni on wednesday and i want to talk to them about like just other things we can do for when the book first comes out so i'm i 
for sure a short run of something. I don't know what we're, nice. we also, um, I think we're going to have, depending on how stuff goes with COVID, I think I'm going to have a little pop up at my, my brother owns a store and we're going to have, uh, uh, people do squash burgers, uh, oh. <laughs> for when the, when the book comes out, but that uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, okay. obviously want to be very careful with COVID. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Keeping along the line of sort of me being a, a weirdo and asking unusual questions because I was just, as I was finishing the book, I was looking up something else on IMDb and I saw an ad for a TV series and it made me wonder, can we expect a sequel where uh, Louis has to travel to LA to help Felix on the set of Young Boulder, the sitcom where he'll be playing the teen Dave Bug the Boulder Johansson uh, as we record this the week that Young Rock debuts. Oh, a joke that will not age well, but I am making it now. <laughs> yeah, that show will not age well. Um, I, I mean, uh, you, you, have, you have no idea how like on the spot you are. If it, I don't know if we'll be able to have a sequel. It will totally depend on sales but mm -hmm. if there is a sequel hands down it'll be set in LA because I think the idea of taking Louie who is so obsessed with her town and so much of the story is about her and the town and then she kind of becomes this big fish in her small town taking her and putting her in LA I think would be really fun um, to kind of see um, and then it would be then kind of her you know learning to um, how do you pursue your art as uh, as a job should you you know which is kind kind of this similar theme as the first book but i think it'd be fun to kind of explore but i don't know if we'll be able to and i don't know i mean steph's gonna be huge she is such a good artist and her next book is um her next book is coming out on harper alley um club uh, i think it's called club Kickout. it's like our fun wrestling story so who knows that she i have a feeling she's going to be very busy for a little bit so yeah, she, she had to deal for like a series of graphic novels didn't she i think i saw that um, I, I'm not, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's two books. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think there's two books in there. So she'll be, she'll be busy. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that is awesome. Uh, uh, and so you mentioned it a minute ago, but how is Lumberjackula coming along? Um, well, I just today, uh, heard from, uh, Sam, the artist that he finished inks, which is insanely fast. He's very, very fast. <laughs> the <laughs> work that he's doing, it's nuts. Um, and, uh, supposedly, or not supposedly in in may um it should be done so um which it won't be out for a while because of how that stuff works but sure. uh i'm ex very excited to have that done and to be like pitching a sequel like crazy because <laughs> as much as i want a sequel for uh martian ghost center there is like i think i could write like 200 lumberjackula books there's <laughs> there's so much potential for it, it in in my mind at least there's it's, the, it's uh, your dog man just just go to town <laughs> yeah exactly I just, I just really like the characters from it so i think that there's just like so many stories to be told you know i look forward to having it on my shelves right next to lumberjanes okay. i think there's a whole you need a crossover now okay. no? <laughs> i i were i genuinely worried about that i'm like ah, there's been enough time it's a different it's a different book like i i worried about it when i was pitching it that it would be too in vain you know <laughs> Um, what is, uh, just real, you know, what's sort of the elevator pitch for Lumberjackula? Um, so Lumberjackula is about this kid, Lumberjackula, Jack, who, um, is half vampire, um, half Lumberjack. Um, and he doesn't know which of his parents' schools or which kind of path he's going to take. 
uh, and then he decides that it's a whole different one of his own, and it's dance, and it's really fun. There's like there's dance sequences with throughout the book, and like um, yeah, just just uh, we really tried to use the format and play around with the idea of having this like added layer, which um, of having hopefully some kids are reading it and trying out the dance moves that Jack's doing and, and everyone else. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, I certainly had a lot of fun trying to like <laughs> make them up. There's some really, really awesome pictures of me trying to <laughs> send stuff over to um, Sam, the artist. <laughs> oh, there's definitely a contest there, you know, video, you know, get a, get a signed copy of the book with a video of yourself doing the little dance for the website. I mean, that, that, that's made for it. Yeah. I think there's definitely some, some, I, I my hope is that you'll have kids, uh, depending on how things go, but maybe have like a, a video of cl- clip together videos of kids trying out the moves. Cause that would be fun. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> get that TikTok demographic. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I gotta, I gotta crack the social media thing. I've been real bad on social media recently. I gotta get, get back on the, get back on that. <laughs> yeah, generally being bad at social media means being good at like, you know, a little, being a little mentally healthier. So. <laughs> um do you do you tend to work on one book at a time or are you at this point are you working on like multiple books simultaneously always always too many things at once yeah (laughs) i always like have i i see the shiny i I, i'm able to finish i'm not one of those people Mm -hmm. who has like lots of things and can't finish them but i always have like midway through something get excited by the new shiny thing and i'm going off so i usually have like 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 right now I have four things that I'm working on, but um, which is sounds, sounds nuts, but it's like one's really in the driver's seat and then the mm-hmm. other ones I'm going back and forth between. You know? okay. Yeah. Always lots. <laughs> I mean, I know I, I know when I start to have too many tabs open in, uh, <laughs> in Chrome, I get a little anxious. So. Oh God. My, if anyone sees my desktop, they definitely <laughs> think I'm a crazy person. I mean, I, I, I am a crazy person. It's nuts. It like, looks like, <laughs> I don't know. There's no organization, but yet there is. I know where stuff is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> we like to call it organized chaos. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, we talked about, we kind of sniffed around this a little bit, uh, you know, because you're you're shooting for a younger audience and in in person appearances haven't been a thing uh this past year uh you know how are you kind of doing promotion staying in touch with your audience you know are you you know is it a thing where you're like setting up zoom visits for like schools and libraries you know how how do you get matt out there it is exactly that it's it's zoom visits for libraries and schools um that's the the biggest thing for sure and um i've been doing starting to do a lot more. Um, I've done, I've done like some here and there, but I, and some of them I've been doing from like my car cause like <laughs> the world's crazy right now. And like um, where right now um, me and my family are in uh, New York state for a little while, mm-hmm. but um, for we, when we were in uh, our apartment in California, it was like super, it's super small apartment. My wife's working, uh, newborn daughter, uh, all in the space so it would be like okay time to do a time to do a library visit and so I'd be like ah, time to go to the car so I'd, I would like 
plop the like place the book in in the Subaru uh, like right behind me and do these visits with these kids. They're like, hey, what's up, dude? Uh, <laughs> but it worked out. Um, it's been really fun. I have like the one thing I'm still kind of getting trying to get used to is like a lot of the visits I was doing before were very collaborative. Like we do we do projects together, and that just doesn't. It, art projects and things but it sure. just isn't really translating well to um zoom so i gotta gotta do some brainstorming on how to how to make because you know you want it to be entertaining for the kids not just them hearing me talk about i make comics <laughs> they want to do stuff too <laughs> sure absolutely uh and then I, and i know on your website you have kind of some of those like suggested tools for like things you know kids to like print out color make their own stories stuff like that yeah yeah a couple like like activities and I'll, I'll have more for uh, Martian Ghost Center, although like a little different because they're, because it's aimed at a little older audience. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you were in California, you're, you're in New York now, cross country drive with the family. Is that, is that how that worked? <laughs> cross country drive with the dog, just me, just me, me and the dog family flew. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I, I drove uh with Junebug, our fourteen-year-old uh, black lab. She no no flying for her, uh, and I mean we needed our car over here, uh-huh. so um, it was good. It was quick. I like I had never been away from my daughter even close to that long, um, mm-hmm. so I was just like like flying <laughs> <laughs> with a, with a, a a big trailer on the back, uh, trying trying to uh, make the way through. But um, it was it was an insane drive don't want to do it again i don't think <laughs> i don't think I'd, I'd do it that way again at least but um it's fun and and then i'm out here in uh, syracuse new york is where i am right now mm-hmm. and there is a lot of snow and more <laughs> coming mm-hmm. and it's cold so that's taking some getting used to <laughs> it apparently might not be as cold as texas so i guess you're doing better than they are down there Oh really? Are the, I, I haven't even seen any. It's yeah. brutal. Oh wow! It it's sub zero. Yeah. Like, my brother hasn't had power in a day, and it looks like they, they were trying to do rolling blackouts. They just didn't know how, and so they just killed part of the grid. Oh man! And both of my brothers live in Austin. Fortunately, it's the you know swinging single youngest brother, and not my middle brother who has. Uh, a, an eight-month-old and a stepdaughter with uh, severe mental um, disabilities who would not do I, – I don't know how Kaylee would be able to process no light, no power at night. It would have been really – yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of uh, – today has been – ever since I found out that my brother hasn't had power, I spent most of the day in big brother angst mode, which <laughs> is kind of like I'm, you know – I'm the eldest. I'm the one who stayed near mom and dad to help, you know, in case they needed anything. And yet I'm still the one who's cross country. It's like, Roy, do you need us to send you blankets or anything? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 we certainly have had our fair share of, of blackouts and certainly not with that weather, but so much stuff in Northern California for a while. Those, those uh, fires this year were really, really yeah. something else. Like um, it was, it was unreal 
uh, there was one Wednesday that I, I think news kind of got, it, it was on national news a little bit, but I don't think it could possibly do justice for how insane the air quality was and how insane the amount of smoke was. It was like noon. Um, I go out from weird Zoom uh, <laughs> kindergarten, which <laughs> Zoom kindergarten something. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> go out to have, a, to go on the swing with my daughter. And it looks like it's like midnight on Mars. It was, wow. it's un, unreal how bad um, those, those fires have gotten there. And I hope that fire season isn't a normal thing, but I think it is. It seems to be something that's going to like perpetuate there. Um, yeah. But lots of, lots of no power, lots of like, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of crazy times in the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, we, we have, uh, we, we have like podcasting friends up in Portland and they, they were reporting basically the same thing, you know. Real, real red sky event, uh, so to speak. Unreal, yeah, very unreal. <laughs> like, hey, we got a president. I, I'm sorry, shouldn't talk politics, but we got a president who's gonna maybe acknowledge that that's a reality. <laughs> we, he is so already refreshing, right? <laughs> he already declared the state of emergency and you know sent whatever you needed to do down in, in Texas. So it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. didn't take him two weeks and <laughs> denial. Yeah. That's a good sign. Yeah. Better days for sure. (laughs) And how was traveling with a 14 year old dog that, I mean, how, how did the, how did your dog take that? You know, great. Surprisingly, she, she sleeps so much and I made her such a like comfy bed in the back um, that I, I was very surprised. She seemed to enjoy it. Um, You know, every gas station, get out, do a little bit of walk, but she doesn't, she doesn't really want to go on as long a walks anymore. It's, it's much more shorter ones. So if anything, that was kind of nice for her. Um, I, I was very surprised. I thought, I thought she was going to maybe be a little sore coming out. And uh, instead it seemed like she had a good time. <laughs> I guess dogs are different from cats. Cause I've got a, two, a 13 and a 14 year old cat and th- they would not have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I think that would be a little different. That would be a harder, harder trip. Uh, Matt, we've done how many pet corner segments by now? <laughs> you know, you know. By this point, we know cats and dogs are different. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> oh man, that, that that sounds like a bad Def Jam bit. <laughs> <laughs> cats do long car rides like this. Um, all right, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Um, what, are you, what are you reading right now? What am I reading right now? I should think about that. I'm not reading nearly as much as I want to be reading because just time is crazy. Yeah, um, of course. I picked up today a book called Oh My Gods that I'm very excited about um, by Steph, uh, Steph Cook um, and Juliana Moon. That's uh, like fun middle grade about like modern gods and modern day. That seems like it's fun. Um, I really like um, you know, Kayla Miller has that, the Click series. Um, she has, a, like, it's Click, Camp. Um, and also uh, the most recent one was Act. Um, and their, their HMH publishes them. Okay. Um, that Those are really, are really well done books. And I think are people kind of locked on to. But I like the most recent one is, is Act. And it's about um, this, like, middle schooler getting into like student government and it all it teaches lots of things about 
you know, government tickets, which I think more people need to know a lot about how it works because obviously ours is very fragile and needs to be <laughs> taken care of. Um, also, uh, uh, there's a book. Let me think what it's called. Uh, oh yeah, R- uh, Runaway Princess. Have you guys read that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was like the launch book for Random House Graphic. Yeah, it's been a, li- a little. Li- it came out a little while ago, but I just, yeah. um, I just reread it. I really love it. It plays around with format so much. There's so many mm. fun, fun parts of it. So, I guess those. I actually think I have a copy of that in my house. I don't know where it is now. With my son? With my daughter? On a shelf somewhere? I don't <laughs> I want know. I want to add to the, the stack of YA graphic novels that I continue to grow. Um, I'm watching a lot of New Girl. You ever watch that? Yeah, that, 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 that's your Netflix binge right now? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's really fun. I got into it way late, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> just watching into the spider verse again last night where it's like oh yeah yep oh nick <laughs> miller who thought you'd be spider-man <laughs> yeah definitely didn't expect that yeah he, he's great he's great uh truly the superior spider-man <laughs> 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 but uh yeah uh you know, I, I guess wrapping up, uh, how can people uh, follow you online and, and, and get their hands on Martian Ghost Centaur and uh, all that stuff? Sure. So uh, Martian Ghost Centaur comes out, uh, the date got pushed back a week. So it's now um, March 16th. Um, oh. And, you know, you can get it by pre-ordering, hopefully at your local bookstores. Probably stay away from Amazon. I mean, there's a big message in the in the book about uh, <laughs> how, how companies like that are kind of hurting smaller companies. So I'm 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 no I, I'm definitely no saint. I use Amazon, but I try not to. So if you're able to uh, try your best to order it from a independent bookstore because they definitely could use the help right now. Um, or comic shop. <laughs> or a comic shop. I'm sorry, I should say comic shop too. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and, and then as for where you can get, see me on online, uh, Twitter is where I'm mostly at, um, at Matt Haggerty, um, also Instagram, I think it's at, uh, at Matt.Haggerty and then that, that's it. That's, that's where I'm at. All right, Matt, thank you so much for coming back on the show. And thanks for having me guys. It was fun talking. That's it for this week's show. As a reminder, WMQ&A is now part of Comics XF, formerly Xavier Files, meaning you can find this podcast along with our sister podcast, Battle of the Atom and Chris's on Infinite Earths, and a ton of great comics criticism at ComicsXF.com. You can listen to WMQ&A on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and at ComicsXF.com, where new episodes move Tuesday mornings. You can support WMQ&A at Patreon.com slash WMQComics, where just a dollar donation gets you early access to episodes, shoutouts on the podcast, and a customized bonus reading column written by Matt Lazowitz, built around the character, creator, or theme of your choice, and a $2 donation gets you a free random comic in the mail for my collection. Big thanks to our patrons, Charlie Davis from the Match Club podcast, Robert Secundus from Toxman at ComicsXF.com, Carla Pacheco from Marvel Spider-Woman series, and Lan M from Lan's Vids. You can follow WMQ&A on Twitter at WMQComics, me at Daniel P. Grote, Matt Lazowitz at MattLaz1013, and ComicsXF at ComicsXF. And until next week, Remember to spay and neuter your good night and good luck. W-N-Q-A.